Hello and welcome to Conversations in Clean Tech, the podcast that celebrates the clean tech industry and the people that power it, brought to you by Brightsmith. I'm your host, Jenny Gladman, and in this sixth season, we delve deeper into the world of clean tech startups and their founders, from inspiring stories and words of wisdom to the toughest challenges. You can expect to learn about how these pioneering startups and the founders at their helm are propelling us towards a cleaner, greener tomorrow. In addition, they'll be offering you timeless teachings to enlighten, engage, and inspire everyone everywhere to live their purpose. Hey everybody, so today I am welcomed by one of my brilliant co-hosts, Alexa, who uh, loves to join me on anything carbon related. So Alexa, hey, how are you? Hey, good. There are actually just some construction has started in the background, which is always great. But I'm <laughs> happy to be here and super happy to be part of this conversation. Fantastic. And uh, going on to introduce today's guest. So today we are super thrilled uh, to have special guest Aranza. She's a PhD in chemistry, a CTO, a founder, a mother, a whole host of wonderful things. Um, not only is she an expert in electrochemical engineering, but she is the founder and CTO of Parallel Carbon, a startup working to reverse climate change. Parallel Carbon's innovation, a direct air capture system, simultaneously removes carbon dioxide from the air and produces hydrogen, all working towards a post-fossil fuel society. In addition to her groundbreaking work, she is a passionate advocate for women's rights and fighting gender bias. So, Aranza, we're very happy to host you today and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm really happy to be here with you guys and talk all things about uh, what does it mean to work in the carbon capture space and my career and what it means to be a father and a mom. Very excited about everything. Excellent. Um, and I know I gave you a brief intro there, but before we um, get deep into the questions, I'm going to hand it over to you just to share a bit more about who are you, what's your story? Of course, thank you so much. So I'm originally from Mexico City. I was born and raised there. And um, I have I did a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and then specialized a little bit in nanomaterials. And when uh, the time came to decide what I was especially wanted to do and move around, I decided that because I wanted to be a scientist, I needed a PhD. So I moved to Manchester to do my PhD in electrochemistry, more specifically in electrochemical engineering, working with technologies to desalinate seawater. And after I finished my PhD, I joined a venture creator studio because I realized that my, my dreams or what I wanted for my career wasn't really within academia. So um, I, I, contacted, I was contacted by a venture creator studio. I joined them. And then it's when this idea of parallel carbon started to, to become a reality. And the crazy thing for me is that I've always dreamt uh, of being a mom. I've always dreamt of having a family of my own. But I've always been terrified of mixing that with a very ambitious career. And Destiny had a big surprise for me because at the end, I ended up fulfilling my two biggest dreams, that it's becoming a mom and building my own company in the same month in July 2021. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. And now uh, we're uh, growing up, um, we're growing Parallel Carbon, uh, growing a toddler <laughs> at the same time. So <laughs> we like to say that Parallel Carbon reduces and removes carbon in parallel. And I say that I am a founder and a mom. 
so it's a little bit of both oh that's so nice and thank you so much for for giving us some more context on kind of your story and what led you to this um it would be so interesting to also just learn a little bit more about what specifically inspired you to start parallel carbon and kind of where you see this going in the near future yeah of course so well in the professional perspective it was this idea that i mentioned before that i couldn't find myself in academia, for example, uh, being a researcher, every, I didn't like the idea that even though you got to do very exciting science and very new things, everything stayed on a paper. And I didn't like that. And before my career, something that I didn't mention before in my career, um, I worked in, in other companies, in big companies, in these big um, conglomerates, but I didn't find myself there either. I couldn't find a, a way in which I could have a real impact uh, on the world that we were living. And that was something that I about that it was always my dream as well, like having um, doing something that I, that would change humanity, that would help humanity in a way. So that was the first thing that led me to an entrepreneurial life. And more specifically, this carbon capture space, uh, it was because I realized that all the issues that we have with climate change, and especially being, being from Mexico, is something that it really hits home. Like the idea, like all the problems that these, um, this change in the weather and all the things that we're seeing is, ha is having in, in, in people's lives. I, re I really wanted to do something uh, to change that. And when I started reading about the carbon capture space and all the possibilities and, and the big impact that it could have, I fell in love with it. And I just decided that it, it was the way to go. No, and, and especially like once again going back to the idea of being a mom especially if i want to leave something behind as a legacy um for my daughter and generations to come uh like i want to leave a a, a better world and a world that they can live in without having to worry to leave 40 degrees in the summer in the uk you know that doesn't make sense so yeah that was a little bit of why i ended up where i ended up i love that story and i think i want to go a little bit deeper so you touched on becoming a, a mom and founding a business in the same month which as a mom and a founder I'm still in awe of you for doing it at the same time <laughs> um, but I would really love to hear um how that journey has been so you you obviously you were nervous about it um ahead of time but what has that meant to you how has it been founding a clean tech company whilst also I guess founding your family at the same time yeah of course it has been a huge adventure um as I mentioned before, at the beginning, I was terrified. And I had been terrified of becoming a mom for like a good amount of years, I would say, that if, the moment that I realized that it was something that I could happen at any moment, <laughs> like that I was mature enough to make the decision. Uh, well, that you're never really mature to become a mom. But anyway, um, when that started to become a more a, a closer reality to me, uh, I, I became more and more terrified because... I always, I always thought, like, how am I going to be able to balance, uh, like, a professional career and being a mom and being a full-time mom and, like, being present? And, like, all of these pressures that I felt from the from the circumstances that I grew up in. And um, so, yeah, when when the, the pregnancy didn't pick up positive, I, of course, I was super excited, but then it was like, okay, now what? And the first thing is, was, like, the fear of communicating it um, to, at the moment, I was still part of the Venture Creator Studio. So it was communicating it to, to like, let's call them my bosses in a way. They weren't really exactly my bosses, but I had to report to them. So it was like, they're going to think that this is a huge problem. They're going to see it as a liability. And because most of the founders were men and yeah, they had their families, but it's different when it's the woman that is the one that is going to have to take a maternity leave or something. So it was the first 
big fear that I had to overcome. And uh, when I finally was able to to tell it to them and I saw their reaction and I was incredibly lucky and, and I'm fortunate to be surrounded with people that really supported me. And they were like, what, well, this is great news, congrats. Okay, let's start thinking of how we're going to manage, what they need to leave, how we're going to manage those type of things and, and let's figure it out. And then I started working with my co-founder, with Ryan. And when I told him like, okay, Yes, I love working with you. I, I love this idea. Let's build it together. But you have to be aware that I'm pregnant. And I was like, maybe seven months pregnant by then. And I was like, and my baby's going to be born and, and I want to take some time off. And he was like, yeah, of course. And even once uh, I heard him say in an interview, I don't remember if it was an interview or something that he wrote. Uh, but of course, like when, when he had to also make the decision, like if he, if he was okay not to deal with this pregnant woman uh, <laughs> or, or, or found a company with this pregnant woman, he saw it like, yeah, it's it's something that, yeah, maybe she's going to be away for two months, but the possibilities of the partnership are a lot bigger than just having to wait for a certain amount of time until she reestablishes uh, her career path again, to say it in a way, which was amazing for me. When I found out that, like, I almost cried. Like, it was, it was, it was great to see that it didn't, it didn't was a liability to the people that were surrounding me. And of course, well, then dealing with the inner demons and trying to figure out what was going to happen, what was going to be the structure in my house, uh, what type of help did, do I need it? Because, of course, as I mentioned before, I'm Mexican and I'm living in the UK. So my support network of my family, my mom, like my close friends are not here. Uh, we had a lot of good friends here, but of course they weren't the ones that I imagined of my life when I become a mom, etc. So it's then started building a support network and I started finding the solutions and the possibilities and how to deal with that. And I remember that at, at the beginning it was it was also a little bit crazy. I, I only took two months maternity leave because of course, as I as I mentioned, like the very new company and the very new baby, it, I, I couldn't leave the company completely. So I needed to make decisions at the moment and start building things relatively fast because we also had to reply to investors. So at the beginning, trying to organize myself around her nap times, uh, attending meetings with with my daughter, like on top of me in the full hour, like sleeping and having to mute myself and stand up and work like crazy when she started crying, and like maybe not participating as I wanted to in certain meetings because she started crying, um, working very late at night, uh, like those times that I could take take advantage to rest while she was sleeping, I couldn't because I needed to work. So it was it was very 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 exhausting, but at the end I think that it was possible. Because my husband uh, like gave me that extra part of the support network at the beginning, then my mom was able to come with uh, to live with us for some months while I was preparing for certain important submissions, and then started relying on on third parties that they were not part of my family and not part of that support network that I imagined from the beginning. But hiring a nanny that could help me like uh, six hours per week, and then slowly moving into uh, into nursery and start making those decisions of of getting this help because as they say it's a phrase that I thought that it was very cliche but it's super real it takes a village so you really need like all those help um, and all those support so you don't go insane um, so yeah that was a little bit uh, the first year to be honest some days I, I think back and I, I don't even remember certain things because I was in such a big blur um, but I'm, I'm really happy that I, I've already passed that and my daughter and the company there are over two years so in toddler stage so it's a little bit easier good well it sounds like you did exceptionally well in what were fairly challenging circumstances and I think every person out there who's a parent or been close to people who have young children know that that's a 
it's a challenging time when you have a new baby. So, so well done for navigating it and for finding your way. Cause uh, yeah, it's certainly, certainly not easy. Um, you touched a little bit there on the role of your co-founder um, and his fantastic reaction to finding out you were pregnant, but how, how has that relationship worked over, over the last couple of years with your co-founder and how does that balance between the two of you allow the, the business to be so, so successful? Well, I think that from the beginning, we both have very clear, first of all, the goals that we wanted to set with the company, no? what do we wanted to do, how do we wanted to start building it on the different milestones that we had uh, before us. A great thing from the beginning is that our personalities are very similar. So we tend to, first of all, make decisions, see problems in a very similar way and attack those problems in a very similar way. So I think that that was something that from the beginning helped. And also like uh, to, to add another layer of complexity to the situation, my co-founder, he's based in the U.S., uh, so we have this uh, ocean in between us. Um, but because we were born like in the pandemic, we understand like this remote working. We understand how to use these technologies into our, in, in our favor and how to make things easier for us. And, and I believe that um, being able to build a, a real trust and a real connection and, and always keeping this communications channel very open and very truthful has really helped us to, to manage and to develop the relationship that we want as, as co-founders and as co-workers. Of course, we really tr trust each other. We really like each other. That I think that that's also that is very important. And, um, and I think that that has really helped. Uh, and of course, he has had a lot of patience with me, um, especially in those early in those early days. Like I, every time that we had like a, a, a team meeting to say it in a way, and and that Emma started crying, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. She started crying. Give me five minutes. He was like, Yeah, of course. And he kept doing his thing, like maybe working in his Excel or everything, while I stand up and I was trying to make Emma. In my sleep, uh, and then when she finally shut up or sleep or stop crying or whatever, like then we kept going. So I think him being that that very open-minded person, a very patient person, really helped. Um, and and from the beginning, as as I mentioned before, like he believed that there was much more on the potential of the relationship rather than the 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 small problems that that can come uh, with with having a crying baby on a meeting. That sounds amazing, and I also feel like it's so important to have that kind of support network around you. And it's so great that you have been able to find that and how we can kind of leverage those situations as well to find that network around you, especially since you were in a place where you didn't have your family and kind of what you were expecting to have around raising a baby. But it's so nice to also just hear about it from a different perspective. Um, and I would love to just kind of get some of your advice for other women who are looking to go into the clean tech sector, maybe as a founder, as an entrepreneur, but maybe even in more of a leadership um, kind of perspective, but then are also wanting to have a family? How did you kind of prioritize those two things in your mind? Oh, that's a great question. I feel that the idea of prioritizing things in my mind, I don't think I have a definite answer. I think it's something that I'm, sad to I'm still trying to figure out myself. Um, but well, I think that my first advice first is if you want to move into this idea of entrepreneurship and 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 startup and founding, um, uh, founding teams and companies, I think it's very important. The first thing is to start 
uh, reading, start growing your network and start to finding mentors and people that can really teach you how to navigate these spaces. As I mentioned, for me, joining uh, this venture creator studio that its name is Deep Science Ventures, that really helped me to, to gain more insights on how this should be done what things I should be focusing on and the things that I should be doing. Because of course, when, whenever you want to start these, these roles, there's so many things that you have to think about and so many things that you have to read and learn about that it can become a little bit overwhelming. But if you have someone that can tell you, okay, first focus on this part of the market, first then focus on the value proposition, then focus, or like a, a program, maybe an accelerator or something like that, that could really help you focus your efforts on trying to learn. I think that's very important. A mentor, and definitely finding a mentor that understands your path, understands the way you're, that you think, understands what you want in life, that really helps also to, to balance and to try to find solutions to certain things. Then it's, of course, whenever you have time, start reading about investment, start reading about um, VCs and how they work and these type of investment rounds. But to be honest, for me, it was the biggest thing that I had to learn. Like at the beginning, whenever they told me like a convertible, I was like, what the hell are they talking about? I have no idea. I'm a chemical engineer. I have no idea about those finance things. But you need to know about them because you have to deal with these people and you have to seem very professional and very powerful and like a leader. So you have to know those things. So I would recommend start reading about that, uh, hearing the right podcast like this one. And, and growing the net. I think that for me, at least, the, the network has been completely catalytic to really be able to build that. And then when it comes with this idea of the possibility of, of having a mom, I think that whenever you, you read about this idea of the balance of the career and the personal life and all those type of things, they always say like, oh, you can do everything. And I have to say that you can't do everything perfect. And I think that that's the first thing that as, as women, we have to understand that we don't have to be perfect in, in everything that we do. It's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to learn from them. No, it's okay to move from them. And and yeah, when you become a mom, you're going to mess a thousand things. When you become a founder, you're going to mess a thousand things. But as long as you're open to learn to forgive yourself and keep moving, I think that that's one of the most important things. Another thing that, to be honest, I, 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 just, I just have to say that it happens. I, I don't have an answer on how to sort it out, but it's the guilt. You're going to feel guilty no matter what you do. The guilt comes, like, at the moment that you have the baby, at that time moment, the guilt appears like a demon next to your face. And, and that's very hard to get rid of. Uh, but the only thing that you have to keep thinking is that, as you grow your company or your career and your children, child, uh, daughter, sons, whatever you have, uh, keep growing as well, you're doing the best that you can. Like you're trying to give like all the tools, all the things that you're doing and you're doing the best that you can. And you have to learn that that's okay, that you're going to mess it up. And that's okay. You can be completely 100, 100% focused on the job and then 100% focused on the kid. It's impossible. Because some days it happens to me, like I just like how you manage those things in your mind. Sometimes I'm writing an email and I'm like, like, oh, Emma's pants are not fitting anymore. I need to buy something. So I move and, and buy something on a website and then go back. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And then I'm with her and I'm like, oh, I didn't send her this email. So I send the email and then I go back to her. So it's impossible to, to completely disconnect. But I have to say something that when you become a mom, an amazing thing that happens is that your brain changes in yeah in difficult ways, 
but in great ways as well that allow you to really identify so many things that happen around you. So that really helps with the work as well. So those things about attention, that even though it can seem that you can get distracted, no, like you manage to multitask even a lot better than you did before. Um, so yeah, I don't have a definite answer for that, but I hope that at least this made a little bit of sense <laughs> on what the possibilities of what women can do. It definitely did. And something I'm interested in, because a lot of those things resonate with me too, is if you've had any specific strategies or practices that allow you to balance, is there anything that you've implemented, particularly into your work life that allow you to have that kind of segmentation to an extent? I know it's never totally separate because we can't turn off both bits of our brain. But um, yeah, yeah, have you... Have you done anything that's um, that's really helped? Well, I think that having a, like certain times very clear of what should happen in certain times and what shouldn't happen in certain times. As I mentioned, like sometimes, yeah, like with, when I'm with my daughter, I tend to not reply to an email or not see anything from work or anything like that. So I can be completely focused on her. But yeah, it, it, it sometimes happens. But I guess like having this very clear schedule, uh, this very clear um, like to-do list of things that you want to achieve on a day-to-day basis, that really, really helps to focus your attention, to focus your efforts and and to make the time as productive as you can. When I, when I, I went back to work from... Uh, after the maternity leave I remember that yeah sometimes because I still at that point I still yeah I didn't have any help at that point and my mom had already gone back to Mexico Uh, so what I did at the beginning is that I only worked whenever um, my daughter was having a nap so that work was full time concentration like I worked like crazy was of maybe was like a couple of hours two three hours because she was never a good sleeper so it was like two three hours uh like during the day but I was like non-stop like sending everything doing everything so cramming everything uh like basically cramming an entire two days of work in two hours and that really really helped me and then of course organizing um the time in, in separate ways you have to be you have to understand especially if you want to be a founder that you have to be flexible in terms of the the times that you're going to work so Whenever my daughter is awake and with me, I'm, I'm completely uh, uh, like putting my full attention on her. But then if she goes to sleep, then I can go back to the emails and the things that I need to do. So I said, um, I said once to one person from Deep Science Ventures that was asking me precisely what to do. And I'm like, yeah, I realized that the thing that I have to sacrifice, it's sleep. And maybe a little bit of, of, of certain things of my personal time. If I really want to make... Um, the, the company and the baby grow and succeed as I wanted to do. So it's, it's just being able to choose these right sacrifices that you want to do and prioritizing your day, of course, and prioritizing the things that you want to do and the things that you want to put your effort on. As a founder, like many opportunities will always come and like conferences and congresses and meetings and stuff, but a lot of them might not be also that useful. So if you choose correctly and you select, and you're selective with your time, uh, I think that, that that's another thing that can that can really help to manage both things. Lovely. Thank you. Um, I'm going back to the business then, um, just to, to take us in a different direction. Um, where are you up to with the business now? And can you share any sort of real highlights of the positive impact that you're seeing from a direct impact of what you're doing with Parallel Carbon? Yeah, of course. So at the moment, we're about to close our seed round. So the next round of investment and we're getting, we're super excited about that. And we're getting ready. Well, we're actually right now expanding the team. Our next, our first three hires are joining. Well, already one already joined, two are joining in the in the next couple of weeks. Um, we're getting a new lab space. So we're 
finally getting to this point of, of exponential growth that we have been hoping and waiting for for some time while we were racing uh, the round. Uh, so yeah, we're getting ready to take this technology to the next level and actually be able to remove as much carbon as we can in the next um, couple of years so we can really uh, give a dent to climate change and really help it, help stop it a little bit faster. Uh, one thing that we were very excited is that we were also able to secure first pre-purchase of carbon credits with the Milky Wire Climate Transformation Fund. So that basically is that um, these big uh, tech companies that can't reduce their emissions, even though if they try to, um, what they do is that they put all together a, a pool of money and you apply for that with a project, with the idea, what you're doing, and they do like they buy in advance the carbon credits that you're going to produce in the next couple of years. Uh, so that was also really catalytic for us to start uh, buying things and getting things for the next um, scale up and also validating our business model as well, that, which is very important as a company. So we're hoping to have that big impact. And of course, in, in terms of, of, of this idea of hiring people, like we're, I'm really, really happy. It's the first time that I'm going to be managing people. So it's such a it's such a great opportunity for me and also a learning opportunity and also be able to provide um, like opportunities and jobs to uh, to other, a diverse group of people, which it also gives makes me really, really excited. Congratulations. That's brilliant on all fronts. But yeah, a really exciting step for you when you get to build your own team and then start to see other people on the same mission that you're on. Indeed, indeed, it's really exciting to see how like this startup that started with those just two people working at, uh, from home, like it starts to become something with much more shape, you know, something more real, more tangible. It's, it's very, very exciting. Oh, well, thank you so much, Aranza. It was so good to hear more about your story and also to hear more about Parallel Carbon. And we're really excited to kind of see where you guys are going to go. And it sounds like you have so many exciting things in the pipeline as well. But yeah, thank you so much for all of your advice. We really, really enjoyed speaking to you. And thank you so much, Alexa. Thank you so much, Jenny. It was a pleasure. Thank you.